Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, faithful? I'm so excited. I'm, 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 I'm always excited. It's a problem I have. But today, the cheeks are a little redder. The smile's a little bit bigger. The coffee's a little bit sweeter because of these two gentlemen that I have next to me. I'm totally fanboying right now. I have the great guys from across the pond, Paul Hope and Lee Gallon. Joining us, they head up the UK, the 49er UK faithful chapter. Incredible people. Now, we're going to be covering Niners news, but we're also going to be getting to know these guys. I got to start with the president himself. Lee, how are you, my friend? He he doesn't like that. He doesn't like being called the president, but uh, it, it's what we do. How are you, Lee? I am absolutely fantastic. And if I used any other word than fantastic, I think everybody would be disappointed. I've been told I say fantastic far too much. No way, man. We did our 49ers bingo card for John Lynch and his presser yesterday, and we hit our bingo. Like, you stick with the hits, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go to a concert, yeah. it's classic, you stick with the hits. So I like the fantastic, and speak it of, Paul Hope, the dude that runs the Twitter. He is so active. We see him in the chat all the time. How are you, my good friend? Thanks for having me on, John. It's much appreciated. The soundbite you gave me last week. I'm not going to lie, buddy. I have tweeted that out many a time. So as Lee said, it's fantastic to be here. Big fan of yours. We love what you do. And like you say, I catch as many shows as possible. I'm always in the comments. I'm always on social media. And why wouldn't I be? We've got the best community in the world. That's, you know, I, I there was a term that I used a long time ago, and I called it faithful from afar. And it was several years ago, and I was like, man, I just want to know more about people that live outside the United States like boundaries and follow this team because we get spoiled. We can watch and listen to the news and whatever we want. You guys, it's noon. We are live at noon Pacific time right now. It's 8 p.m. where you're at. When Okay, let me ask this question. I'm not a very smart man. But if it's a Monday night football game, yeah. Lee, what time is kickoff where you're at? So it's generally quarter past one Tuesday morning. Whew. Man, I thought East Coast uh, standard yeah. time was was tough, but uh, yeah, that that'd be that's rough. It, and you guys, you're so active all the yeah. time, despite the time difference. Hats off to you guys, man. I, I freaking love it. So, what we're gonna do today? We're gonna bounce in and out of their story, how they became fans, and all that. But we also have a whole lot of 49ers news that John uh, Lynch brought to us from the press conference. So let's start with that. Um, me personally. I thought that the biggest news wasn't even talked about in the press conference. It leaked out by Matt Barrows right afterwards, and that's the fact that Tayshawn Gibson is not retiring and wants to come back to the 49ers this year. So, Paul, I'm going to ask you this. One, I thought that there was a small chance that Jimmy Ward could maybe come back, but now with this news, I feel like – it's sad to say, but Jimmy Ward is gone, and that's a good thing for him. He's going to get paid. I'm happy for him. But, man, this is a big deal. I, I didn't think Tayshaun Gibson was coming back. So the fact that we get our safeties back, both Hufunga and Tayshaun, what were your thoughts whenever you saw the fact that he wants to come back? You still got to sign him. But what were your immediate uh, thoughts on that? So as we were saying to you off air, we started our own YouTube channel. So on a Tuesday – me and my colleague Nick Ludlam, who I believe you've met, we were actually live last night and someone dropped it in the comments that Gibson was staying. So straight away you're looking on your phone and you think, for me personally, it's a great bit of news. Jimmy Ward, when end of the season, I'm not sure if you saw his Instagram, 
where he was talking about his time coming to an end with the team. And I thought, I can't see him staying. Like you said, he wants too much money. He wants to be a safety. He doesn't want to move around. Gibson was very clear. He only wanted to stay with the 49ers. Sounds like they've got the deal done. And he's been great for Hafanga. I think it's a good bit of business. And I think we're seeing the front office behind closed doors, slowly putting those pieces together with the Tabor Pepper news, with Gibson. Again, Brian Greasy, that just snuck out that he's staying. So for me, I'm just smiling because he was one of the free agents that I wanted us to tie down. And it might not be a big splashy signing, John. Some people might want to go out in free agency and get a bigger name. But he was an unsung hero of mine last year, what he did when he came in. When you remember, he came to the 49ers as a camp body. I don't think any of us thought he was going to have the season that he had. It was like a week before the season because it, Jimmy Ward got hurt, and yeah. they were like, let's just sign somebody. And he comes in, and he led the team in snaps on the defensive side of the ball. Like, what the – like, where did that come from? Um, I'm with you, Paul. Now, Paul brought up their YouTube channel. And if you look at the bottom of the screen and in the description of this video or audio podcast, it's all loaded there. Go check out their YouTube channel. It's at 49er Faithful UK. There's no S there. 49 Faithful UK. And also put up their Twitter handles, which they're both very active on Twitter. Strongly recommend that. We've got at Paul underscore Hope 10 and then at Flackers, F-L-A-K-K-E-R-S. Now, Lee, I've got two questions for you. Help me understand what is Flackers all about your Twitter handle. There's quite <laughs> right. a big story here, my friend. So I, I thought that was going to come. So this is actually a nickname that was given to me while I was at school. And it's kind of a derogatory nickname because oh. I've got big lugs. <laughs> and lugs are ears, I would assume, for uh, the American people that have not heard this term. Uh, That's right. L- lugs are ears. So you, you've heard of a lug nut. <laughs> a lug nut. That's why we call these lugs. Because they look oh, like a lug nut, right? That is awesome. I that, had no clue. That's where you get it from. And, and where I come from in the Northeast, uh, they used a slang term called flackers for your ears. And they just kept on calling me flackers because I had big ears. So I kind of turned that on its head a bit. And I made that my nickname. And I was happy for people to call me flackers. So the people who were really trying to bully me a little bit for having big lugs, it kind of went away. Because I was over the moon with the name and it, stick, it stuck. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Now, I've met you twice, all right? I never noticed large ears, my friend. That's not something that came out, but I do like the self-imposed self-deprecation. I'm I'm real big on that. Now, the time that we met in uh, Vegas for the draft was incredible. It was all happenstance. I went out with Kim uh, from Denmark. He reached out, like, what's the plan, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, we're going to this bar. We're going to get some drinks. Come hang out. And sure enough, Lee walks in, who was just on stage at the NFL draft announcing the Samuel Womack pick, who, by the way, we just talked about Jimmy Ward. He's going to be slotted to be starting the nickel spot for the season. Tell us about your experience. How in the world did you get to announce the pick on stage for the NFL draft? That was so cool. So as you know, the uh, the 49ers now have the UK marketing rights. So they're trying to uh, maximize their exposure in the UK. Um, I've led the group since 2015, been a member since 2011. Um, and because of that, I'm the one that liaises with the 49ers, with Nick Clark. I've been talking to Nick since uh, way back in 2015, he's awesome, 2016. He, he's unbelievable. He's so awesome. He does a fantastic job at what he does. He's absolutely great. So Nick reached out to me, um, to, to both me and Paul, because it was actually via the Twitter account. Um, and, and Paul mentioned, look, Nick's asked if we could send somebody across to, to the draft. Um, at the time, Paul couldn't fly because he'd ruptured his Achilles. Um, and it was I a thought, sports yeah. accident, I'm sure, Paul, right? You're running well, some 40s getting ready for the combine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of age, was, yeah. At my age, yeah. <laughs> so, so we replied to Nick and said, yeah, I can, I can come over. Um, so when the, when the 49ers invited us over there, we had to expense it all. So basically the 49ers were inviting us to a guest only area. Um, and at the time, the only thing that we were expected to do was basically sit there and enjoy the draft and, and just be there as part of the UK. So it wasn't until the end of day two, when Nick came up and said, do you mind coming back tomorrow and I'll get your seats in exactly the same place. And we said, yeah. No problem. I mean, we out there. Why not come back to the draft and sit and sit at the front of the stage? And then he turned around and said, do you mind going up on stage and announcing one of our picks? Oh, of course, there's no way I'm going to turn that down. 
No way, man. Absolutely no way. And, and that's how it came about. And it was such a fantastic experience because I got to see behind the stage at the draft and all the different rooms that had different purposes. Um, the room where the actual picks came in actually had two, uh, I don't know what you call them, more than doorman bouncers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's two two security guards on the outside of the door so nobody could see in and see the picks coming in. So that was interesting. And it was just so cool because, one, you fully embraced it. You got the jersey. Yeah. And like You have been the spokesperson for the Samuel Womack. And I'm just going to be really, really honest with you. I myself, now I cannot be the president, as you are, of the Samuel Womack fan club, but I feel like I'm in the cabinet. You know what I mean? Like, right. I love this dude. We break down every play special teams from the entire year, and I have been singing praises upon praises. Samuel Womack was my special teams player of the year in our award show at the end of the year. The dude is a beast. And whenever he gets his chance, I really do think it's going to be pretty dang hard for the 49ers to let go. Um, and I'll say this, I'll turn this over. I want Lee, you to answer this just because you're the Womack guy. I do fully expect the starting corners who are under contract, mind you, Demo, who surprising player of the year, uh, Lynch yeah. mentioned his breakout performance, all those different things, Charvarius Ward. And then you've got Womack in the slot. Do you think the 49ers will bring back Emmanuel Mosley on a cheap deal, uh, coming off the ACL and part two of that question, um, do you think that he'll earn his outside spot back, and will that bump Womack from the roster spot or the starting spot in the middle of the year? So I think they'll definitely try and bring him back. If they can get him back on a cheap deal, that, it makes all the sense. And because he's coming back with such a severe injury, we probably probably will get a cheap deal. We'll get a team-friendly deal because he knows he knows the system already. He doesn't need to learn a new system. doesn't need to really prove himself as far as his knowledge of football is concerned. Whether or not he wins back a starting place is a different uh, matter altogether because obviously he is coming back from a serious injury. But he'll get the opportunity to do that. At the start of the season, I fully expect both Demo and Ward to be the uh, outside corners. And I'm actually expecting Sammy Womack to be the nickel. Eman might make his way back if he can prove his full fitness and that he's still got all the agility there. Um, but if we do have Eman, Demo, Ward, Warmack, that that is four fantastic defensive backs there. That that, it, that is a hell of a room. And we haven't been in that situation, and so and we haven't even mentioned Ambry Thomas. Like, Ambry there's Thomas, other yeah. guys that you could put. You know, Ambry Thomas was starting the NFC Championship game just a year removed. So there's depth there. We're, we're not seeing Josh Norman. We're not seeing Drake Kirkpatrick walk through those yeah. doors, thank God. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they did what they had to do, but those times they kind of yeah. need to go. Um, I like it. I like it. Paul, any extra thoughts that you have kind of on the secondary, whether that's Jimmy Ward, Womack, or Emmanuel Mosley, and kind of what that looks like? Well, I'm excited to see what Steve Wilkes does with the back yeah. room. That's, I think, what John Lynch alluded to in his press conference that, yeah, we're sad to see Ryan's go, but we've gone and got this guy because of his expertise. We're going to let the coaching staff do what they do best. Obviously, Sammy Womack is a firm favourite of ours from the second Lee strode onto that stage in Vegas, John. Um, a bit of background to answer your question a different way. When Lee was in Vegas, I actually had 49er Faithful UK trending on Twitter over the 49ers, over the NFL draft. Yeah. And I was sat at home with my leg in my fancy moon boot with a ruptured Achilles, <laughs> tweeting and texting everybody, supporting the guys out there. And then when I was getting the feedback off Lee that he'd met you, he'd met some of the other content creators, he'd met Breezy. Obviously, I was blown away, but I will get to the States one day. And I know everybody in the chat who interacts with me on the shows that I go on and in the comments will make me feel welcome. But with regards to the secondary, I think Lee's answered your question quite well there. I'm excited to see what we do in free agency. I'm excited to see who we pick up. But if Womack becomes half the player this guy thinks he's going to be, John, we're in for a special, special player. There's already three Womack jerseys on this side of the pond. I think <laughs> Lee's yeah. dream is to get back over to Levi's and see more than three Womack jerseys in the stand, John. Yeah, definitely. I love it, man. That is incredible. Oh, and look at this, man. Um, from 49er Josh, just sub to the 49ers Faithful UK show. Love the Faithful. Get your UK boys subbed up. Yeah, go subscribe, guys. It's Cheers, right there Josh. in the link. That's what it's about. Support people. You know, 
if you guys have this is I'm, i think it's 798 that's today's episode of the 49ers rush podcast almost to 800 and i think probably 730 of those have just been me i i'm not a person right. like i i'm i'm a narcissist i'm you know whatever i'm self-absorbed it's who i am i don't i don't like sharing my platform because things go uncontrolled but i was talking to paul before we went live and i think he captured why everybody's so drawn to you guys it's not about competition and i'm not a big competition guy that's not what i am that's not what i'm about there's room for everybody and what you guys have brought is just such a cool different angle because again if you are a football fan american football and you live in england or europe or any of those places the time commitment is just such a stressor and so whenever you guys go live, when are your shows usually what, – what time do you guys usually like to go live? Let, let's start with that. So, Paul, you you the live show host. I'll let you take that one. So on the 49 FFL UK live, we go at 8 p.m. UK time, which is 12 noon Pacific, right. and it's 5 p.m. Eastern. So we've decided to go live on a Tuesday, give a tip of the nod of the cap to you, I looked at the times that you and Breezy go live. I look at the times that some of the other people went live. And like I said to you, John, we're not here to compete. So I don't do soccer. I don't do the Premier League. I love the 49ers and I watch the NFL. So as you've probably seen, I'm all over social media. I'm on all the shows. I'm in the comments. So what I try to do is give some of the bits that you present to the UK market. So what some people might not have the time to go and watch all the shows that I do. So what I try and do is name check yourself, Breezy. Try and signpost people to you guys on Twitter because we don't have the wall-to-wall coverage in the UK that you guys have. So like you've mentioned the John Lynch press conference. Of course, me and Lee have seen it, but we have to go and look for it. It wasn't yeah. a case of switching the TV on and it was there. We have to go away. We have to put the time commitment in. So we do an audio-only pod which in seasons twice a week. So we do um, a preview show before the game where we give our thoughts. We make some ridiculous bold predictions, John, which we're known for. And we'll get into that <laughs> yeah. in a moment. I feel then... bad. I didn't know you guys have an audio only. What is the, how do we find that? Because I'm subbing, I got um, my phone. I'm subbing right now. Yeah, is so, it on Spotify? So, so it is. Yes. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes, Google play, um, podcast, uh, Podbean. What else? Is Stitcher. it still 49er UK faithful? 49er faithful UK. Ah, uh, dyslexia strikes again. I'm getting this right now, baby. I ain't going to miss this chance. There we go. There it is. I did not know. And so I will now get even more Paul and Lee and 49ers. There we go. Got another so, sub right there. So that easy very, very recently, in fact, the turn of the year, we've started putting the audio um, only podcast onto YouTube as well. Um, so we sub to StreamYard at the start of the year. We, we tried it out because for the last five seasons, it's basically been myself who does all the editing. So we record, I'll edit. And when you've got four different streams coming in, it's time consuming. And then I get that knocked out. So it, it takes about four, four to five hours per episode. Um, so we thought if we go down the StreamYard route, we can get all the WAV files and then we can share them around and everybody else can edit rather than just me. And that's the reason we did that. And now we're on YouTube every every couple of uh, days as well. People do not understand the taxing editing process. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've helped. I get messaged a lot of times and people are like, oh, I want to start a podcast on whatever, taxes, whatever, whatever people are interested in. I listen to your show. Any recommendations? And I always say just start. And as long as you enjoy it, you're going to be fine. As soon as it gets taxing and you're exhausted and you don't want to do it anymore, you need to take a break and step back. And most people that start shows, they don't last, sadly. I, I wish it wasn't the case. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It is. Um, people don't, like, it's not just press record. you you got to spend an hour and a half plus beforehand prepping your stuff, what yeah. it is you're going to talk about. And this is live. If I run out of stuff to say, I, I don't get to go to my notes and whatever else. It's just, what you got is what you got. Uh, it's, it's a little different. Whenever your yeah. throat gets dry, you're screwed. <laughs> it's just usually that's when i play ads uh, i'll be honest uh, <laughs> but that that's what it is all right here we go i got a couple questions that i want to get to and shout out to ty he says we have the president and vp on today good stuff i freaking love it um and so 49er josh he says you know he's subbed which i love that 
His question is, oh, no, I, I unstarted like a moron. Who are your favorite players? So the question is, who are your favorite players or 49ers that kind of got you into this? Paul, we'll start with you, man. So for me, my journey started in 2012. So it was a Monday night game against the Bears. I worked with a Bears fan, and he was telling me about this wonderful game of American football. So obviously I couldn't support the team. He was supporting. And if you cast your mind back, John, it was the Colin Kaepernick first start. And I was just blown away by this quarterback that was running around cannon for an arm so i went into work the next day with my freshly purchased 49ers cap and my colleague was like you're not going to regret this and i have never missed a game since so i've seen some of the comments it's right we're up five six seven o'clock in the morning after games i've never missed a game live so the commitment is there and i fell in love obviously my fandom i've seen two Super Bowl losses. I've seen countless playoff losses. I've got my fingers crossed that I'm not the jinx. I'm not the bad luck omen. But uh, Colin Kaepernick was my first love. And then recent years, uh, you've probably seen the photo on Twitter of Club 85. I've got Kittle behind me. So when the 49ers launched the 75th anniversary jersey, it's always better to get them from the States, John, because the quality's better. Yeah. But, no shot of a doubt. But I love at it. the time... They were $160 plus shipping, plus all the rest of it. So when they went live, I didn't have permission from the boss to buy one. So they all started selling out quickly. And then when I got the permission through, I ordered my kittle, thinking I was the only one in the UK. And then we had a meet-up for the Vikings game. And we walked in and there was George Kittle, George Kittle, George Kittle. So we got a photo with a flag and we coined it Club 85 which George himself has liked, retweeted out, because, as you know, I'm very active on social media. So for me, George Kittle has been a firm favourite, but I've um, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa jerseys. I fell in love with CMC this year. He's definitely going to be my next jersey. He's different, man. He's so different. And, you know, it's what my oldest son, who's 19 now, his favorite player is George Kittle. And we were talking just last episode, whenever I go to the games, which we are fortunate enough to make it to most of the games, I feel like the Kittle jersey is the most represented um of all the Niners games that I go to whether it's home or away he just embodies and encompasses the skill position touchdowns big electrifying plays but also the personality that dude's gonna be he's gonna run WWE or whatever it is he wants afterwards there's no doubt about it uh Lee let's turn it over to you uh besides Samuel Womack who is your uh favorite player so so my current favorite player uh, it's probably gonna be all pro Fred because he's just so good, he's everywhere all the time. You would have thought there was three Fred Warners on the on the field at any one time. It's always his name being called out, making the tackle. He's I think he's had his best season yet. He's been absolutely fantastic this year. So my current favourite player would be Fred Warner. Brock Purdy got me really excited towards the end of the year. If he can come back and play like that. I'm going to be happy. It might be Brock Purdy next season. But I, I tell that, people all the time. I'm sorry. I tell people all the time. The funnest game of this year, it was with the game you were at. It was yeah. the Miami game. Yeah. And like, because you felt like, oh my gosh, Jimmy's hurt. Oh my gosh, Jimmy's being yeah. carded. And then Brock Purdy comes out. It's like, well, wait a second. Well, wait a second. Well, wait a second. Oh my God. This dude's incredible. Like, I mean, Brock Purdy did that. And so I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Yeah. Um. Going back in history, um, it wasn't really a player that pulled me into the 49ers. Believe it or not, it was, it was the red and white jerseys and the gold helmet. That, that's why I became a 49ers fan, and that was in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. Uh, and because of that era, you kind of get drawn to Joe Montana kind of automatically. But it didn't take long before I found a new favourite player, and that was Ronnie Lott, because I loved the way he hit people. <laughs> The noise it made, I, I thought, was unbelievable. Uh, and that's why I, Ronnie Lott is my all-time favorite. Oh, I love it, the man. Guy There's nothing wrong with that. And I, I feel bad. I don't feel bad. We're starting uh, for our Patreon channel. Um, we're starting our 1994 watch party tonight. Um, it's going to be Wednesdays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. 
all Patreon supporters, any level, you are invited. Um, and what we're going to do is I'm going to share my screen, and we're going to be going back through the 1994 season and reliving those things and hanging out and talking and just getting to know players from the past. Now, Ronnie Lott wasn't around at that time, um, but maybe next offseason we're going to have to go back and do, you know, one of the 80 series or something along those lines because, yeah, my thing was back in the day, I was a defensive guy. I played. That's where I started coaching. That, that was my whole thing. So, like – linebacker was my spot so you know you're back willis bowman those types of guys yeah. obviously jerry rice everybody loves jerry rice frank gore but uh the linebackers were the ones that kind of stole my heart um but uh, there's so many to choose from if you're the 49ers because our, our everything about our tradition it's rich uh, the, the uniforms literally gold um, we kind of got it in spades and I love it. Oh, look at Rob D he says just subbed freaking awesome. And shout out to Diego. I, I love this. Diego is the man. We got to hang out with Diego in Mexico, uh, which was so cool. And he says, I've seen you guys still tweeting an hour after a good night game. That's like 5 a.m. for you yeah. guys. Yeah. It, it actually takes us quite a while to actually wind down after the game. <laughs> so we can't just watch the end of the game at four o'clock in the morning and then go to bed. Because you're wide awake for the next hour, thinking about what's just happened in the game. Even if you've won, it doesn't matter if you've won or you lost. You process that for the next hour. So that's why we were tweeting. I'm I love glad it, man. Diego's joined us, John, because like you, we were proud enough to be given the chance to. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The 49ers Supports Club Live event, and Diego was in the chat, and he's since yeah. followed us on Twitter. He subbed on YouTube. And like I was saying to you off-air, when the game went to Mexico... The UK fans, we were blown away. We loved that game in Mexico, and we were made up that they got to see their team in Mexico. And before you move on, I forgot to say, Patrick Willis and Bowman, they were probably two of my first jerseys. So I bought a Fred Warner at the start of the year, so I'm keeping that linebacker love going, John. So I've, you quickly fall in love with that position as a 49ers fan. And I remember Patrick Willis, I think he was one of my first players I was like, is he allowed to do that on a football pitch? And I think that's why I fell in love with this game. Yeah. You always get drawn to the offensive side as a UK fan, but the defensive side, what lures you in. And when we did our review show, it was harder picking the defensive player of the year than it was the offensive player because we had the number one defence. So how yeah. can you pick just one player from the best defence in the uh, league? It, they've got somebody at every – literally, you have an all-pro D-lineman in Bosa, all-pro linebacker, and Warner, all-pro secondary player in Hufunga. And I think Charvarius Ward was should have been right there. Uh, he doesn't get the credit, but you're right. We're, they're stacked. It's just kind of where they are, and I think it's incredible. Now, talking about Diego and hanging out in Mexico, there is a chance. There is a chance the 49ers are going to be playing over in England this year. Uh, that Jaguars game. It's a big chance. Now, I think it is. if they play there, let me just say, uh, I'm renewing my passport as we speak. I got the form filled out. I just got to go take a picture. Um, I'm going to be there. The 49ers rush road trip's going to be there. Um, I've been able to hang out with Lee twice. If I don't hang out with Paul at some point this year, I'm just going to say, I think we failed each other, my friend. It's coming to London, baby. 
Chandler oh. Bing says it better than anyone. It's coming to London. When the um, that tweet went out, I tweeted from the 49 Faithful UK, London baby is a bit of a joke, then went to bed. Then the next morning, I got a yeah. load of messages saying, is that confirmed? Has Nick Clark told you? I was like, Nick, Nick, <laughs> I haven't released anything, I promise. It was just my own thoughts, but it would be awesome to have you guys over in London at Wembley Stadium for the 49ers. It would be a hell of a game. And like you said, John, let's make it happen. Let's make <sighs> it happen this year, buddy. Anytime you can bring people together, you know what I mean? And so, like, right now we're here, you know, virtually, digitally, yeah. whatever else. And there's – you get this sense of community because these stories and you share these personal – all these things that kind of unite us. Because whenever you say Ronnie Lott, I feel warm inside. It's like somebody just said Christmas. Um, like, that's just what it is. But the events – and I want to put this out to everybody. I understand the comfort of your home and the finances and all those things. I get it. It's not easy. But if you ever get the opportunity to go to a live event and spend time with brothers and sisters that literally like rejoice and cry and get mad and angry and hopeful all at the same things you do, there's something beautiful about that. And if we're if we're for anything here, it's the 49ers, no doubt about it. But community yeah. and relationships, I think, are just everything. Uh, and that, that, we put a big focus on that. I know you guys do, too, um, you know. And I got to say, I did tell Paul this, the amazing UK chapter flag, Lee, you sent me and you were so kind. We had that represented at every single show until we went to Vegas and somebody stole our flag, uh, <laughs> which is great news. Um, I guess they wanted it, which it was really, really cool. But I need to send you some money so I can get another one because uh, we were flying. We had that bad boy up everywhere we went. Um, so, so I did actually give Nick one at the Dolphins game to give to you. Oh, yeah. No, we had it. And then it got taken. Right. And then it got taken. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll get one sent out. Don't worry about the money. So, but anyway, it, it's always a big hit. And people always, like, pose next to it and talk about it. Yeah. And, man, do you have those? And I'm just like, ah, I don't have them. But uh, I always try to point them in your direction. You guys do really good with the PR. I don't know who made that, but that, that flag is Well, before incredible. Lee jumps in, he used to have one or two of those flags, John. And I was after one. I, I wanted one for years and years. And because I couldn't go to Vegas, I so begged my doctor if I could fly. When Lee came back from Vegas, he brought me a draft cap and he brought me my own flag. So that takes pride of place in our room. So that was the first time that I've had a flag of our own. And Lee's just started making them. I think, was it one or two at a time, Lee? And that was, what, 180, 200 gone out? Yeah, it's over 200 now. Um, so we got this. This is uh, from Josh, 40 Irons Faithful Forever. He says, I want a flag. Is there a way for them to purchase these or to? So what we normally do is we, we didn't do talk a, we about this. A... I'm sorry if I'm causing issues right <laughs> now. No, no, that's all right. So, so what we normally do is we, we do a group booking because um, the price comes down the more the more you buy. Um, so the supplier I use, um, generally when we get over uh, 10 flags, then the price comes down to a reasonable level. So... The easiest way to do it is either tweet at us or join our Facebook group and look for the post going up. Uh, it's not that long since I've done a post, but already because of the amount of new members we've had over the past two, three weeks, um, there'll be another post going in there asking who I, wants to flag again. I love it. I love it. it so let me ask this question. I'm not a big Facebook yeah. guy, but uh, do you guys want like non uk people joining your yeah Facebook yeah that's group? fine we, we, we've got quite a few uh us based members who, okay. who are active all the time um generally what we get told by us based members is they prefer our group to to us based groups um and i think that's we, we can be quite regimented so i i i rule with an ironed hand um so bad language that's that gets deleted straight away and we don't allow sales in the group because you don't know what's going to happen you might somebody might get ripped off um, and we keep the negativity out so if you're going to call a player rubbish or garbage but you can't back it up with why you why you think that player's garbage well that's just a toxic post so yes. we'll get rid of that but if you can turn around and say well this player's garbage because of x y and z this is what he's doing wrong this is what he needs to do right or this is what the front office do, need to do to replace that player then that's a constructive conversation to have and it promotes healthy debate so that that's the way we do it um and one thing that upset one of our um members who who's since left we don't allow spam posts so we're all members of exactly the same groups on facebook we're all members of the 49 uh the 49ers page we're all members of uh, 49er web zone 
Niner News, Niner Radio, that type of thing. So if you keep on posting their links in the group, we'll just remove them because we already have them in our timeline. Right. So what we try and do is actually get people to discuss the Niners rather than just keep on putting links in and then running, I which we it. found that used to happen a lot. I it's love very it. similar to what you were saying, John. In the UK, sometimes you can feel like you're the only fan up at 2 o'clock in the morning watching the game. And because we can't watch live together, we have the group and that sense of community. But taking an element of your rush road trips, we've had several meetups last year. And we do the same thing you do. We pick a town, we pick a city, we turn yeah. up, we take over a pub, a bar. We all have our flags. And like you said, there's nothing better than watching Niners football with your brothers and sisters, ah. your brothers in arms. So we are big fans of what you do. And the fact that you were flying our flag, I've spoke about that on many a time. I, to me, I was blown away, John, that someone like you was flying our flag. And yeah. like you said there, Ty, Ty's a big member of He's our group. He's so cool, man. He's he sent so me cool. my own Club 85 T-shirt, which I rocked on last night's live. So we're more than happy to have US-based members in our group, John, because we're all 49ers fans. Yeah, That's what it is at the end of the day. That's right. We are 49ers fans first, citizenship second. That's what we bring it together. Ty, I do got to say, Ty, I need to reach out to you. I have not done so. Uh, he helped us at the Vegas event, which was awesome. I want some custom stuff made, my friend. He is incredible. Ty does great work, and he's just a good dude. Um, so, Ty, expect a text in the next couple days. We got we got some work to do this offseason to get ready for all these rush road trips. Um, so, okay, let, let's let's turn things quickly. And let me just say this first off. Lee, I love what you said about the negative posts and all that stuff. We like to be a positive show because my thing is I want to increase people's fan experience. Yeah. That's kind of through education and whatever else. So it's okay to dislike players. You don't have to be a fan of everybody. But, like, I post clips of everybody, like, whenever I'm doing my film breakdowns. And if I say Trey Lance or if I post a video clip of Trey Lance throwing a perfect bomb, whatever – it's the same three or four people that jump into the mentions and just like, he's bust, he's trash, he's terrible. Yeah. And like, they don't ever have anything constructive to say. Uh, they just disliked him before he ever even played, and they stayed with that. That's just not really what I'm about. And it's okay to not like Trey Lance. That's not an issue. It's having a discussion and not just being a brick wall of, oh, bust, terrible pick. Rah, rah, rah. Like, who are you helping besides yeah. your anger? And you're not even going to be a happy person if that's all you're doing is just trashing an individual. Exactly. It's just, it's so I love that. And I want to steal some of the phrases you use because I thought, man, it's very, very healthy. The parameters to like, I believe in protecting your fandom. Yeah. Nobody becomes a fan because they want to hate stuff. My dad, um, my dad had season tickets to the Braves. Uh, he lived in Atlanta and every summer I'd go work with him construction and I think he got thrown out of probably 50-plus games, like, as a kid. Like, he was the angry, drunk dad that just, like, oh, we'll blow it in the night and whatever. And the whole time I just sit there as a kid, I'm just like, you are so miserable. The whole time, <laughs> whether we're winning or losing, you hate it here. And so, like, that affected me. Now let's let's turn this argument to let's talk quarterbacks. Um, John Lynch talked yesterday at nauseum, and I'm going to – I want to bracket this conversation in two ways. I'll let Paul go first. The quote that he said about Trey Lance is, quote, his biggest thing is the struggle to stay healthy. And then with Brock Purdy, the surgery is delayed. Every day matters. They're both young, 22 and 23, respectively. Paul, how do you see this kind of shaping out throughout OTAs and camp leading into the preseason? The vibe that I got from the media and the content creators that were there yesterday is this is Brock Purdy's team. Brock Purdy's QB1 and the team are fully behind that. Now, John Lynch didn't come out and say that. Right. Media trained, of course not. But like I said, I, I absorb all the content and I know people who were there who were in the room who asked the questions and they were saying on their shows that I've watched since that the feeling was this is Brock Purdy's team. Now, all of us in the UK had never heard of Tommy John. Didn't know what it was until about three weeks ago. But that terminology is probably in my Google search history far more than it should be, John. So we're all nervously checking Twitter on this side of the pond. We stayed away from the QB talk on our show last night because we want to know what's going on with Brock. Obviously, if it is Tommy John and he's going to be out for the year, then that puts a lot more emphasis on Trey Lance. That said, despite Brock's injury status for me, this is huge for Trey. Trey's got to come into training camp OTAs and he's got to be lights out. 
because for me, the team are fully behind Brock, which they should be. I think John Lynch did say that both quarterbacks have got a chance. They're excited to have both, you know, rookies on rookie contracts. They're both being different things to the team. But I don't think Trey's kind of took that leap they expected. Now, you could say that's on the team because Kyle Shanahan didn't put him in, didn't give him the reps. I mean, Larry Kruger, who was a friend of ours, a friend of the show, he was very high on Brock Purdy. And a lot of people laughed at him in training camp. And he stood firm. And like you said, that Miami game that Lee was at, we all thought, oh, God, Jimmy's that season's gone. And then Brock Purdy's come in. We've just done our end-of-season review show. And I went back and watched all our offensive plays. It's made me fall in love with Brock Purdy all over again. So selfishly, I'm hoping Brock can be back for the start of the season. But I would like to see Trey get a chance, John. I was high on the Trey Lance hype train. I was high when we drafted him. Um, I've shared this story with Lee. I've got a good friend who's a Rams fan, believe it or not. In the UK, you'll be surprised at how many friends are of rival teams. And he's a big big college football fan and the night we drafted Trey Lance he texted me and said Trey Lance is going to be scary in your offense and that was coming from a Rams fan so I always hold on to that because he has no bias he actually wants to see us fail for obvious reasons but I do think most people are fed up with the QB talk but this offseason feels different for me because Jimmy's gone we know Jimmy's yeah. gone there's a lot of talk about who QB3 is going to be um, obviously we'll get to that in a minute I don't want to steal Lee's thunder but I'm quite excited to see how this plays out John um, I'm excited to see which I'm a 49ers fan whichever one of them two fine quarterbacks can take our team over that hump and get number 6 I'm on a board if I have to buy a Brock jersey and a Trey jersey I'm here for that but that's my thoughts on the matter as it stands <laughs> at the moment I, I love it. Um, and you know I, I keep saying like okay we, we are so concerned with week 1 and I understand, rightfully so, because we have all this time to talk about it. And, you know, that's the quote-unquote starter and blah, 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 blah. I cannot find a way where both quarterbacks don't play at some point this upcoming season. It just – when was the last time the 49ers had a quarterback play an entire season? It was 2019. And Jimmy even was banged up during that time, but he, you know, fought through it. But, like, it's 2019. You go 10 years, we've had one year where the quarterback took all, all the snaps. That's it. So especially with, you know, the injuries during the Kyle Shanahan tenure and all of those different things, it does. It applies. It applies. Uh, sadly, it does. Uh, but Lee, uh, you know, let, let's talk. Let's transition to another position. It does seem like the narrative continues to go. Mike McClinchy is probably going to be elsewhere. The right tackle. He's been here for several years, five years. Um, he's kind of priced himself out of this market. The offensive line in the NFL is pretty horrid to be honest with you i think it's the worst positional strength in the nfl what are your thoughts for the offensive line position at right tackle do you think the answer is in-house do you think you draft do you think you're free agent i think the answer is in-house and the reason i think the answer is in-house is because of the way john lynch drafts he'll be drafting this year not for next season but for the season after he'll be looking at which players we're likely to lose that season in in free agency and he'll be looking to get their replacements so if we look back 12 months ago uh, at the last draft then we have a tackle that he took during the draft and uh, i'm going to butcher his surname nick zirkel yeah it's a kill it's a kill so i would expect him to be um challenging for for a starting role on that. But you also have to have a look at Jalen Miller as well, who was drafted the year before. Yeah, and he, he, he played in. mostly on the left side, but yeah, you're right. He did, yeah. It, it's going to be fun, man. I mean, I'm, there's a lot of questions, and, you know, I'm digging through all the draft tape and all that stuff. I'm going to have my draft book out, um, hopefully a week or two after um, we finish the combine. And I got to say shout-out to Josh, shout-out to Brian, shout-out to Brian, Brian Squared. We got two Brians helping us on that. Uh, we, we've done a lot, um, and I'm excited because there's a lot of options, but the 49ers don't pick till late, um, which I'm happy about because the CMC trade totally panned out so yeah. far, if that continues. Um, Sean did have a question that I want to get to before we get out of here. Uh, may have already been asked, is there a go-to London 49ers pub or a pub where you guys are? I know you're north of London yeah. considerably. but Yeah, considerably north of London. Um, I wouldn't have said there's a go-to London 49ers pub. There's probably a go-to London NFL pub, and that would be the uh, the Baraboy in Banker. And okay. That, that's the one that the NFL normally uses on the National Series game. 
um, whoever the home team is, they generally have their official meetup at that pub. All right. I freaking love it. So there you go. There's that. Where do you do you guys go anywhere to watch the games or do you guys usually stay home? No, no. So we tend to, as Paul said, we tend to move around the country. Um, we'll have two or three meetups a year because obviously it, it costs money for everybody to travel, stay overnight. Um, so it's two or three meetups a year. Um, and we're trying to move it to a different city every time to give everybody an opportunity who, who are uh, less fortunate than ourselves, who don't have a particularly uh, high income. So it's local for them so they can come and attend one. Um, it's very rare we go back to the same place. Having said that, we've been to Leeds three times this season, but that's because we've had literally three official 49er watch parties, although the first one was cancelled because the Queen died. So we rebadged that as the 49er Faithful UK meetup. Um, so this is the very first time we've had a season where it's only been one location. Okay. Okay. So before we wrap this up again, I just got to make sure everybody goes to your YouTube 49 faithful UK. Um, follow Paul on Twitter at Paul underscore hope 10 and Lee at flackers on Twitter for those uh, wonderful ears. You got to support that man. Uh, <laughs> I freaking love it. And so, man, I just want to say thank you guys. And I, I really do appreciate what y'all do for the community, what you do for me. Uh, like it's just awesome knowing you have brothers from so far away in a different culture in a different country that are doing similar things and bringing people together. And I really do hope that we get the opportunity uh, to break bread and drink again together. Uh, and if you guys do ever make it over to the United States and y'all are planning on doing that for a game, I know Lee came out a couple times, please let me know. Uh, because once that schedule comes out and we announce all our rush yeah. road trip parties and all that stuff, if you're going to be at one, I'm going to be at one. So once that schedule comes out, Please message me if you are coming to the States. And so, um, I, I have big plans. Big, oh, big plans. That's my man. But we, ah, we, we, have, love it. We, we have to wait until the schedule comes out. But uh, at the moment, I have 65 members of the group who all want to go out at the same time and be part of the gold mine experience. So I, I'm liaising with Nick Clark over what's possible. Um, he originally told us that the gold mine seats 40 people, but... If we can get more, we can look at what can be done. Dude. So we we looking at getting our as many people from our fan chapter out there as possible to fill the gold mine section. Because what what we found once I've been in the gold mine section twice, American fans are really passionate. They are, but with world football, soccer, all we do all game is chant and and, and sing and scream. And what we've experienced in Leeds we think we can make a huge difference to the game day experience if we can get the 49 affair for UK out there. There's, there's so, a big difference between the uh, European fandom and American fandom. There, there's The behavior at sporting events is a little different. In, in what way? Because you might be surprised that it isn't. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I, you know, I've seen like the hooligans and kind of all that yeah, stuff yeah. that takes place and all that, whatever. But uh, yeah, they get into it, man. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I love the, I love the rally. A lot of people, I love crazy fans. Now, I don't like it to the extent where like the Eagles are throwing stuff and, you know, physically harassing other fans, but I love their passion. Um, I really, really do. So uh, anyway, I, I love that. Paul. Uh, before we jump out of here, man, any closing thoughts? I just want to say thank you, man. I really do appreciate with all your positivity, the encouragement that you bring to so many different content creators and your constant interaction with everybody else. Thank you, man. And any closing thoughts before we jump out of here, Paul, before we let uh, Lee send us off? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and Leon. I can't state enough how much of an honor it is. You're, we're a big we're going to fanboy now. I've been following yeah, you for yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, whenever you tweet us, whenever you retweet us. I mean, when you invited us on the show, I'm not going to lie, John, me and Lee were exchanging DMs and we were really excited for this. So much so that I went and got a new setup. I said I got a new microphone and everything for my uh, appearance on the John you sound Chapman wonderful. show. So thank sound you. sound wonderful. Now, we're known on the 49 Faithful UK for making bold predictions. So I will leave you with the bold prediction that last year, I called a 13-4 and four season at the start of the season. And a few people laughed at me. Now, I was a little bit worried at 3-4. and four, I'm not going to lie. So I'm very appreciative that John and Carl went and got CMC to make sure that my prediction was correct. Bailed you out. <laughs> but I firmly believe that we're winning the Super Bowl next year. So that might come back to bite me on the bum. 
I'm known for being optimistic, as you've said. I love the interaction with all the faithful from around the world. Long may it continue. And we need to return the favour. We need to get you on the 49er Faithful UK. So let's make that happen because I'm sure we'll oh, agree done. with me. Yeah, definitely. That's done. I'd be happy to join anytime, man. Well, probably not at 2 in the morning, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll make something work for sure. I'd love to. Absolutely would love to. Lee, any closing thoughts or remarks uh, before you jump out of here? And again, thank you for heading up your chapter and just getting – and shout out to Joe Lenore of, you know, Niner Empire – Absolutely love that community. I'm going to have Joe on here soon. Uh, I got to reach out. I keep forgetting. That's on me. But such a great dude. It's such a great yeah. organization. And you guys, such a powerful arm of that. So uh, anything before we jump out of here, Lee? Um, so I'm not going to be as bold as Paul and make a prediction about uh, next season's scoreline. Not until not until we finish uh, free agency in the draft. Then I might be bold. But what I'll say is uh, thank you very much for having us on the show. Um, what you did for me, Nick, and David Ellicott uh, over in over in San Francisco for the Dolphins pregame, I, I don't know how I can ever repay you for that. That was an absolutely fantastic night. I, I got to meet John Taylor. I got to meet Eric Wright. It, it was an absolutely amazing night. So thank you very much for that. Um, anybody that's in the in the chat, anybody who's US based, then they've kind of stayed away from actually joining the group because they thought it was UK only. Go for it. Join the group. Join the group and contribute. Um, we, we open to everybody. We've got people in Singapore. We've got people in New Zealand. We've got people in Italy, Spain, Denmark, Finland, Germany. We, we've got people all over the place. That's freaking awesome, man. It's so incredible. What, and Go ahead, Paul. What Lee's leaving out there, John, as you know as a content creator, you never sleep. There's no nah. off-season. So I'll leave you with this thought, which I should have said. The night John uh, Lee was with you, I was settling down for a nice quiet night with my missus, promised her no 49ers talk. Lee was out with John Chapman. What would I need to do? My phone pings, message Lee Gowland. All right, Paul, I'm going to send you a picture. Can you tweet it out? Now, to be fair, John, I was expecting you. I was expecting Breezy. When the picture comes through with Lee Gowland stood next to Jed York, and it's about half past 10 in the night, Saturday night in the UK, and my good lady's like, right, you need to go now, don't you? I was like, I need to tweet this picture out now. <laughs> but it's Lee Gowland, El Presidente, with the president, and it blew people's minds. So, again, thank you for that opportunity for Lee, because that went viral. Obviously, the president stood next to the president. But, yeah, it was all thanks to you, buddy. So I had to share that story with you before we finish off. Uh, and the funny thing, that was our first party, and we did it with a lot of other groups kind of together. And we got word that Jed might come uh, a yeah. couple of days before, but we couldn't say anything. And I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. Um, and then sure enough, you know, we're setting up for the party. We're doing all this stuff. And I look over and it's like, ah, there he is, the owner of uh, the 49ers at our party. Uh, which was really, really cool. It was very humble. I didn't, I didn't even say hi to him. Not really my my thing. And the funny thing is, like, we've had, like, Bowman and Warner and all these different players. I usually don't even say hi. Like, I'll interview them or whatever. But, man, it was just so cool seeing everybody have such a good time together and bringing the past with, you know, the players and John Taylor and all those guys together with the fans. I freaking, man, I get excited thinking about it. And I'm excited about this upcoming year. Thank you guys for your time, for your Thank contribution. You, and, yeah. I'm coming on your show. I'm going to be in your DMs, and uh, y'all got to have me on your show, and we'll have a good time and all those things. But that's going to do it for us today. Thank you again, guys, and until next time, stay strong faithful. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.